Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie Road Warrior Reviews with Rick in his car driving down the road telling you about some movies. So in this one, we're kind of going back uh, uh, when I kind of first re-kicked this show back off. I kind of covered uh, a movie I always really liked, which is Waxwork, right? That's that sweet spot in the 80s where uh, your your horror movies had a, a dash of humor in them, but still, you know, tried to scare you. This is the follow-up to that. This is Waxwork 2, Lost in Time. Another fun flick. It came out in 1992, and like we just said, it's a horror-slash-comedy. So, this one even more so than the first. This one's even goofier, if that's the right word. Uh, but it's a whole lot of fun. Now, let's see. Uh, we got a synopsis here. Yep. So, uh, it says, uh, Lovers flee through centuries on a time trip of terror in a showdown with a demon lord. Right. Um... This one really just, uh, what I like about this is it really picks up right from the end of the first one and continues on. Yeah, you know, I like when movies do that. I, I always had a soft spot for Halloween, too, because of the way they tied it into kind of being the same night. The original Halloween, too, by the way. Um, and this one's kind of the same, right? Because you've got uh, the, the ending of the original movie, and it's not the same day. Well, the, the, of course, the the ending of the first movie is obviously but it kind of ties into a scenario where they're having to explain <laughs> all these deaths and everything that has happened and they're trying and they, they go to court right the the two main characters of the original actually it's the the girl right who's having to explain the deaths <laughs> and uh they're talking about needing some sort of evidence to prove that this outlandish story that they're, that she's telling is true. So they basically come up with a plan of going back into this vortex or whatever. I know I'm going to get the terminology wrong because I just watched it for the first time again in 20 years. Uh, probably longer than that. And uh, so they go back in time and try to find... A source of evidence to bring out with them. They kind of get separated as they go. And uh, the comedy ensues, right? And what I like about this one, what made it fun for me is, because the original movie was tapping into your classic horror flicks, you know, Frankenstein, uh, your Dracula stuff, uh, all that was going on in the original. And this one is tapping into more, for lack of a better term, modern horror, right? Because we've got a a alien ripoff in this. We've got uh, uh, House on Haunted Hill or The Haunting going on. Uh, that That's kind of what makes it fun, right? Because you're, you're tying it into more modern classics. And uh, let's talk about this cast. Because there's, there's there's one you have to bring up, right? I, I think it's amazing when you look up the cast in this movie. And even though you've got these main characters, there's somebody that's got head billing, right? Well, it, it's Bruce Campbell, y'all. 
We got Bruce Campbell in this movie who is 100% full tilt boogie, crazy Bruce Campbell in this movie. And he's in the uh, the haunting story. <laughs> and uh, he's pretty great. He's pretty great in this one, right? We do have Zach Gilligan. Uh, not Gilligan, Galligan. <laughs> Skipper! We do have him returning to uh, to play his role that he played in the original. We have a different uh, a different lead actress though. They changed it up on us. But uh, again, does that really matter, right? There's some familiar faces in here. You've got Alexander uh, Gudnoff in there, who is always a baddie, right? No matter what he's in. Uh, <laughs> Martin Kemp. I mean, you know, a lot of these faces you can be like, oh yeah, I know him from this movie. This. Movie. You've got Patrick McNee, even even though Patrick McNee's character is dead at the beginning of this, he's uh he shows up on a video screen and still kind of giving them advice from beyond, right? Uh you got David Carradine in this. So you know you're getting high quality when David Carradine shows up, right? Well, matters what decade. This is the nineties. I think he's a little more dried out at this point. And uh, so he makes a little cameo in this, which is always great. Uh, Drew Barrymore has a cameo in this. Now, this is 1991, so this is this is the drought of Drew Barrymore, right? She, she's really not in anything making any kind of impact at this point. She's always kind of a side character. In this time and point in her career, right? Luckily, she uh, pulls herself up from the ashes and becomes the Drew Barrymore we all know and love. Uh, that that doesn't seem to go away, right? She's kind of here forever for us, and that's I'm okay with that. But uh, she has a small part in this, and if you blink, you'll miss her, right? But she is in this, right? And uh, in in, a, in a, actually, I'll tell you where she is. You probably already know. You've already seen this movie. But she's in a a scene where th there's this cool part where uh, our our main character and the main bad guy are basically having a duel, and they're going through these through the portal just from back to back, and they're going through all these different movie scenarios in a quick fashion. They'll be in each one for like you know 10, 20 seconds. You know, they're sword fighting and they're running through. It'll be a, a Godzilla movie, or it'll be it'll be Nosferatu. So it's you know, it's a lot of fun. And uh, during the Nosferatu one, you know, she's one of the girls that's, you know, being frightened by Nosferatu or about to be killed. Uh, is there anybody else worth bringing up here? There's a lot of people in this movie. Uh, you got Michael DeBar in this, which, you know, shows up in quite a few things in this time period. Uh, I think that's that's probably enough to talk about, but in, in all honesty, this is a fun flick. I really enjoyed revisiting it. It is goofy as it can be, but that's what makes it great. I mean, like I said, the the whole scene with Bruce Campbell is uh is fantastic because they basically had him strapped down and you know, animals are eating his flesh, his his whole chest cavity it's just a, you know, it's just ribs, <laughs> right? 
So all of his chest is exposed, all of his innards. And uh, they've got him chained up, almost like a crucifix. <laughs> and they go to set him free, and they cut the rope. And when it does, it makes the whole thing fall down. And <laughs> he falls on this, you know, cobblestone floor. And, you know, obviously he just starts screaming out in pain because he landed on his chest. And <laughs> and they, they pull him back up and they're picking, like, little pieces of gravel and stuff <laughs> out from in between, in between the ribs and stuff. <laughs> and there's another scene where... Is it salt? I think it's a bag of salt that they throw, like, during the middle of the battle. And the salt bust open and hits him in the chest and lands on his ribs and he starts screaming and uh, our main character picks up a bucket thinking that it's water and throws it on him but it ends up being vinegar instead and it's just Bruce Campbell wackiness right it's a lot of fun needless to say they go through this entire movie trying well, they get lost and they're trying to find each other again and the thing about the idea of this movie is you can get so consumed in what's going on that you forget who you really are and you become really part of that, that story, right? And that's been the whole thing, even with Waxwork, the original, is getting you trapped in there and you become that character forever. And uh, so that's kind of the, the whole concept again. And, you know, Zach character is always finding our, our lead lady and saying... Don't don't forget I, I'm you know I'm Mark you know uh, we got to get out of here you know let's let's leave and so you always got that kind of conflict going on too makes it a lot of fun and uh, they end up trying to find the evidence to uh, come back and clear her name and you know do they do it I don't know that's for you to find out so uh, it's on Tubi for free. I highly recommend checking it out, especially if you like the first one and you haven't seen the second one. Take the time. Check it out. I know most people bought the uh, the DVD set that's got both of them together. Great idea. And uh, But anyways, if you haven't seen either of these movies, you need to check them out. If, you, if you're a horror fan of any kind and you like Evil Dead 2, you know, that kind of reanimator, stuff that's got the gross stuff but also a lot of fun to watch, got some comedy in it, this one's just as good. I mean, on... on on certain levels, right? I'm not in no way saying Waxwork 2 is as good as Evil Dead 2, but it has that same zaniness, and you're going to chuckle at things just like you do at Evil Dead 2. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to give this a... I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I think it's fun. Uh, I think it's a fun revisit. I'm, I'm kind of ashamed that I've taken this long to even revisit it. So, uh, I plan on... You know, checking this one out a bit more from now on because I really had a blast watching it. And I think you should too. So there you go, folks. That is it for Waxwork 2. If you have any comments, pro or con for this one, feel free to share them. Um, everybody's right, right? There is no wrong opinion. Everybody has their own opinion. So uh, hey, if you have recommendations for some shows that you want me to do, or some movies to cover, just let me know in whatever format that you have checked this show out, right? So, yeah, give me a shout, and I'll shout it back to you. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.